Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sound of the Loons presented by Alina Health. And this week, I get to catch up with the legendary Minnesotan, Manny Lagos. I, I know we always talk about your titles, but I kind of feel like we should just start calling you like hashtag Minnesota soccer legend and forget all the other titles that go along with it. Is that okay with you? Uh, reluctantly, maybe not. I still think that <laughs> moniker would go to some like my dad or that generation of people. Um, although I guess I'm getting a lot of gray hair too now uh, when I look <laughs> back at it all. But um, I, I would just say humbly uh, being allowed to kind of help be a part of this great sporting department. Awesome. Yeah, I know. And we appreciate when you take the time because we know that you are, you have your hands on a lot of different things. You wear many different hats, regardless of what the title on the website or anything else says. We know that that's not how really jobs work these days. I mean, you're doing a little bit of everything at all times. So we appreciate you taking the time today, especially coming off a big win last night for Minnesota United, U.S. Open Cup. I know we're going to get into it. And I know you weren't in Detroit, but I know you were following it. So a big win for Minnesota United on the road in Detroit City. And the atmosphere there seemed fantastic. I know you were streaming the game. It seemed pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, Detroit obviously has created a great environment. It's a great city. Uh, I think... Um, their club, you know, in, in short history has created some great moments. I, you know, last year uh, was an iconic moment for them beating Columbus crew three, one there and, and just seeing the fans and the engagement. And um, we knew it wasn't going to be an e easy place to play. There's no doubt about it. I mean, that's a place that, uh, like I said, uh, they've beaten an MLS team and they've, they have a great fan base that I think really embraces uh, soccer and embraces their club. Did you have to give Sherry a little talking to? I mean, she's a little <laughs> torn with the Michigan roots and like the Minnesota United. Like, did you have to give her a little chat before? I, I think the biggest thing was just embracing uh, their love of Michigan while making sure where their heart really was once the kickoff was. And th there was no doubt, you know, I got some texts from her, from Maureen Smith as well, who are both native of Michigan, as well as Amos McGee. So we, we had three people there last night that um, were certainly rooting for us, but also, uh, we're happy to see it as such a great environment uh, in a great city uh, for soccer. I feel like that's sort of the vibe anytime when you see the growth of the game. You know, yes, your 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 heart lies now with Minnesota United, with anything Minnesota. But when you see the growth of the game, you get to go to a stadium like that and see the love of the game there in a city like that, that, you know, you, everybody just wants the game to grow at the end of the day, right? That's that's the whole goal of of everything in this country with soccer. So when you see that passionate fan base, you got you got to kind of give them credit for it. You're not mad about it. Oh, I, I think you're exactly right. And I would even say, you know, given the arc and the story of where we were and where we were as Minnesota United, um, there's definitely a, a large swath of our fan base that, um, you know, loves watching these games because of the nostalgia and just the reality of where we came. And, and, you know, it's, it's so generally true to talk about hopefully all the fans that watched last night and, and, you know, have these great memories kind of just bubble up. It, it's, it's where we are is because of those fans and what they've supported throughout our history and, and turned towards the arc of us now playing at Allianz field. Um, at the same time, I, I think you're right in terms of the U S open cup is so unique to any other uh, major league sports market in the U S where you find yourself uh, competing for a championship or a trophy uh, against teams that aren't in your top division, that you're basically playing, um, I, mean, I don't want to call USL maybe championship minor league, but 
uh, a lower level of professional soccer. And, and, and that really doesn't happen in the other major sports. So it's such a unique thing to soccer. And, and it's such a special tournament because of it. Well, and I even, when I'm trying to explain to people and not explain, but if they're just like, oh, when when's Minnesota United's next game or who do they have this week? And it's like, well, there's this tournament within the season, you know, no other sports is that either. And then you also yeah. have CCL you're trying to explain to you know people. And now there's Leagues Cup this summer. So it's like trying to explain to people that there's these other tournaments that are going on within a season. And that's where we really talk about the grind of the schedule. And I know it's still only a couple games in a week sometimes because I know you've always been like, you've always been like, come on, guys, you can play three games in a week. You know what I mean? You're like old school like that. And I remember talking to James Sands before a New York City game this year, and he was like, we played two or three games a week for Rangers. Like, I'm used to this. You know, like this is, yes, the travel's a little different, you know, across the country. You know, the climate change can be different, but like the actual toll on your body. So that's where when you play U.S. Open Cup, you have CCL, Leagues Cup, whatever it might be. The coach even, right? That's That puts some onus on the coach to try to manage people's minutes in the roster when you've got these other things going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, uh, the the first piece is it, it's such a stark example why soccer is such a special sport um, because it is so global and because you have events and tournaments outside of your league because you are kind of connecting to the rest of the world and connecting your region in soccer a lot. And you should because it is the world's game and, and you have these uh, – leagues that cross connect with different events and tournaments that are, are very important. They're, like last night we were playing for a trophy. Um, we're still several rounds away from achieving that, but we, we got through a great round last night against a tough team. And you just said it, you know, psychologically, physically, mentally uh, coming off of Saturday, a tough loss, you know, a loss that we weren't happy with in terms of how we played versus the results versus the reality that we still have areas that we want to get better at. Uh, and you have to pick yourself up and travel to a really tough environment uh, midweek and figure out a way to get a result. And, um, you know, it, it's never easy. And there's been a couple of times historically where it hasn't gone our way as a club and we've had to pick ourselves up. And certainly I think last night was an important result considering how we kind of went out last year. Uh, it was a nice reminder that you should never take any for granted. Uh, the complacency of this tournament will get you knocked out of the tournament very quickly. Well, and it's not like that. It's not like USL is lacking talent. I mean, you guys signed Ryan Jeeba from Union Omaha. So you know, it's not like that, that as we quote, air quote, lower division. And you know that they're, this is what they're trying to accomplish. They're trying to make a name for themselves. So it's a big moment for them. So it was nice um, to see the result because I did see that they Minnesota went down early, but they rallied back. Great second half, got the three goals in the six minutes, got some goals from some unexpected players, maybe. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the season in general. Now that we're, what are we in week? Is this week 10 this week? I think it is. Uh, yes. Yes. We, week no, 10. Yes. Because we you have, guys have, you have out of buy. We've had a buy. So yeah. technically week nine for us. But yes, yes let's week just go week 10. Yeah. Match day it's week all, 10. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's all a blur. Um, but when you look at how you guys started, how Minnesota United started and just, you know, not maybe the prettiest soccer, but you're getting results, which is all that matters. You've had three straight losses now after that massive big win against St. Louis, right? And then a loss to Chicago, a loss to Orlando, and then a loss to Seattle. Not easy opponents. But how do you, we all know the season is long. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But even mentally as a player, as a coach, as a front office person, how do you manage those ups and downs, even though we're only in in match day week nine? Well, certainly I, I think, you know, um, you know, getting through last night and getting results, even though it wasn't the, the most consistent 90 minute game, it was nice to see a response by the guys within the framework of some adversity. And I, I think I used, 
hear me use the word adversity a lot. And I think early in the season, you know, dealing with adversity um, like we have with the three game losing streak is something that we have to deal with and and say, okay, uh, this first phase of the season, you just mentioned the great starts and really good positives. And certainly I don't think the positives went away from the beginning of the season in terms of our structure and organization for most of the games. There, there might've been a game here. I didn't think we maybe had the right structure and organization in terms of really competing, particularly defensively, um, you know, eight goals and eight games only given up. So there's definitely been a, a positive element, both in terms of the fast start and then the stark reality that this is a tough league that you are going to have to, you know, play balanced soccer on both sides of the ball for 90 minutes to get consistent results. And so we're at a phase right now where we realize that we're not playing consistently on a balanced side, both sides of the ball. Uh, there's no doubt that we need to continue to grow and build as a group, as a unit to balance our good defensive performance with uh, quality offensive uh, moments. And, and that quite hasn't been there for us this year. So it's nice to get the three goals in a span of six minutes last night uh, to really remind ourselves we can find different ways to score and win games. And ultimately, we've got to take that now into this weekend and continue to deal with the adversity of, of losing three in a row and not really creating the kind of chances or quality we want on the offensive end while still embracing and making sure that we are excited and happy about where we are defensively. How do you make Allianz feel the fortress that it was even back in 2019? You know, yet to win at home this season. Last year, maybe the home record wasn't what you wanted, wasn't what the team wanted found success on the road, which is usually the more difficult thing to do. How do you find that at home in front of that insane, awesome fan base? Is that just a matter of time or what, what, what's the magic there? No, it's, it's just winning. It's just getting three points. It's, it's walking off the field, dealing with the adversity of the game that day or dealing with the, the challenges. Um, I certainly think all three games in different ways, we played really well and we're probably hard done in all three, not to get the points. So to me, um, the play at home has been pretty good uh, and the results for the reality of this, where the margins are so thin in terms of wins, losses and ties uh, means that we have to continue to really find a way to play 90 minutes and walk up field with three points at home. And ultimately, I think that's the goal this Sunday. I mean, I think there's a huge uh, uh, game for us. It's massive psychologically. It's massive to bounce back from, um, you know, three losses in a row in the league. And it's massive for us to start to kind of build momentum at home. And it's not going to be easy, but we also have an opportunity to sweep a team, uh, which I always get excited about. You know, this is now a team that we beat in Dallas. It's always much harder to sweep a team in our league, no matter what, particularly in the Western conference. So it's a big one for us to really make sure we walk on the field on Sunday night with three points. And, and we got to figure out a way as a group to do that. And that means good defense. That means, you know, creating quality offensive chances and scoring goals. Goals in general across the league are down this year compared to last year. I know we're again, we're only in week 10, but in general, they're down this year. What do you attribute that to? And then even just when you look in specifically at Minnesota United, where what needs to change for the goals to come? It's is it chances created? Is it way the chances are created? Is it trying to utilize players in different spots? I mean, I know Adrian you know, the whole staff, like, it's not like you guys don't sit, sit down and analyze this and watch things. And you've got new players like Sang Bin coming in, still trying to find his way, but now you've had Mender for a little bit more time, you know, more comfortable in a season. So what what do you see? Anything in particular that you're like, you put your finger on? Well, you said on a macro level, I, I think um, 
you know, the identity of this league is so cool because it just keeps growing and the parody is is the best in the world. And it's unbelievable with the parody the way it is compared to any league in the world. Uh, the fact that every single fan and every single team can can wake up at the beginning of a year and I think truly believe more than any other league that they could win an MLS Cup. And, and I think that's awesome. I think that really sets our league apart from, from any league in the world in terms of top to bottom, so many teams that are really, really growing and trying to build a way and identity to win every year. And I think this year, you know, you've got a chess match within a, the seasons of these clubs and then the, the chess match within the year itself. And ultimately, I think teams are finding, you know, the, the more you can continue to get organized and structured, the better chance you have of winning. And there's an ebb and flow to this. I think sometimes it happens in the season too, where, um, you know, certain times of the season, there's maybe more goals or less goals. And certainly right now, I think teams are trying to get off and, and get running to try to, to build to win a championship. And so that probably means early on a little bit more defensive structure and shape and trying to, to navigate the game that way. And certainly I think that's been a great identity of us early on. Uh, as you start to open up, you start to go more offensive, the games will open up more. Um, whether the chances and goals created happen, we'll see. Uh, but again, that's really what soccer is about. It's like a chess match within a chess match, or at times you're going to have a, a boxing match where you're going to land a lot of bowls. A lot of times you're going to like, I'm going to be defensive about this time. And, and so to me, the nuanced love of this game is it's not just about offense. It's not just about what's the best way to do offense. Um, is it always to be on the front foot or is it to kind of defend and counterattack or is it to navigate what you're good at and what you're not good at to try to really get the results? So ultimately, uh, for us, it's important that we continue to build our identity and build on the strengths that we've done while acknowledging that we have to get better, uh, a more balanced uh, way of going about 90 minutes of soccer to get, to start to getting more results than we've had uh, in the last couple of weeks. When you look at this weekend and you you talked about Dallas and having already beaten them in the, the opening night um, in Dallas, which was a massive win for Minnesota United, knowing how the playoffs ended last year for you guys. What do you see from this FC Dallas team? Does it look different at all that, than last year's? I mean, they had a, a, a most of the core group that you really focus on back in, into this roster. What do you see? Anything different or what do you expect from this game on Saturday? You know, I, I think um... – my mind goes back to them, uh, I think, beating us at home last year, um, if I'm not correct, if I were correct. And, and really, uh, the challenges they present in terms of, the, you know, some offensive quality they have in terms of how they, uh, you know, can hit you if you're not sharp and you're not on for the day. Uh, they certainly can create a situation where they can they can find goals, you know, very easily. Um, so to me, uh, for us, it's really making sure that we we are excited to get after them, but we're also excited to really shut down their attack like we did that first game. I, I thought, uh, to me, the the game we won in the opener was an extension of the playoff game that that ended in heartbreak because I thought that was an outstanding game that we played and, and we we obviously um, gave up a goal really at a bad time right after we scored. It looked like we were going to take over the game, and then it just became a shootout at the end where it was, you know, kind of a flip of the coin. Um, and I thought uh, the opener against Dallas, I thought we really controlled it. I thought we really figured out a way for them to really not have any ideas of getting forward or any ideas of really how to play against us. And that just led to open up chances for us and to win the game. So to me, I expect us to really have an intensity and a commitment to really do the same thing while a commitment to really get forward a little bit more and really try to, press the, the initial bit more at home for, for 90 minutes. 
Um, and again, it's not going to be easy. Like I said, we're, we're still going through our own phase of trying to figure out how we're going to get better in certain areas. And certainly we can all talk about it, but ultimately it comes down to, you know, our group, you know, recovering from last night and doing a good job preparing for a, a big game on Sunday. What has impressed you the most about sort of this new evolution of, you know, the academy players, the twos, this this funneling, this system that you guys have been able to create there, which was a little bit newer over the past, you know, couple of years as you guys have tried really hard to build out the academy and then the twos, it's only the second year of the twos. What's impressed you most about some of that um, continuity there? You know, guys coming up at training, I've had the luxury and the pleasure to talk to a lot of the twos and the academy guys this year, which has been really fun on these podcasts to sort of get their mindset. What do you what do you like about that the most that now there's this kind of constant flow and, and contribution, even last I night mean, with I, the goals? I, yeah, I, I would start with just the cultural environment that's up here in Blaine uh, that has young, high-level amateur kids, both from Minnesota and out of state who are in and connected with our professional environment, which is a second team of, of young kids who are hungry uh, to contribute. And then the first team all being one and all this kind of either casual mentorship moments between a first team player and academy kid or last night, you know, um, two second team players and Devin who came from the academy, both starting and contributing last night as part of a big first team win that wasn't just about the Open Cup, but it was about three days after a really disappointing loss in MLS and, and how important that game was for us to get a result. And then the just awesomeness of of that result came from uh, guys who are contributing with the second team and guys who contributed with the academy. So it's a really cool time. I mean, I, I still think we're in a fledging moment with all of it, uh, but in a, that's exciting. That means that we're really trying to problem solve about how to build and grow the identity of these pathways, uh, how to grow and to build an identity of the culture and environment that we want to have for Minnesota soccer. And really, it, hopefully we know it is trickling down to the entire youth soccer system, both on the boys and girls side and, really lines up, I think, with with the future of the club in terms of really making sure uh, we believe in Minnesota soccer, we believe it's going to grow, and believe there's going to be an amazing correct connection to what happens on Saturday nights at Allianz Field, and that specialist you feel, that's now just a specialist for every single kid, boy, girl, soccer mom and dad, coach, um, whoever is involved in youth soccer in Minnesota starts to build more and more pride about we're all in this together in terms of how we want to build and grow and be proud to kind of have this be a, a state where, where soccer presents not only the professional level, but an awesome amateur level uh, experience for kids. When I know when we talked to Amos McGee, when he kind of switched roles, I mean, that was like the thing he hammered home. He's like, look, at the end of the day, if I can make and have any of these kids, parents, coaches, anybody love this sport more, even if it doesn't, if it means they don't end up in the first team necessarily, that's not going to be everybody's path, but that they continue to love and contribute to soccer in Minnesota in some way, shape or form, then that's sort of like, that's part of the culture of soccer in Minnesota. And that's sort of Amos's, you know, his mission statement for his own personal self, because he's the way he's grown up here in this sport with Minnesota soccer. I want to talk about the twos because we're going to have Cameron Knowles on next, but 
What about that culture up? You talk about Saturdays at Allianz Field. What about the twos home games at the National Sports Center? What is that vibe going to be like? Bringing back the autographs, bringing back the player stuff, the the stuff on the field with the littles after the games. I mean, what what does that mean to you having lived in those days of NSC? Back to Minnesota yeah. Thunder and prior. Yeah, thank you. No, it, it's pretty surreal to even be up here and we dome our, our old stadium, which was the old national sports center stadium where the thunder and the stars played for so many years. Um, I, I would say uh, from a commercial side, I still think we're building into the model of what's going to work. So really right now the technical pathway is closed and, and the twos are doing a great job of integrating their schedule with the first team and players going back and forth and Academy kids going into the second team. And I think the next phase of this is now to create an environment and create the national sports center to kind of, have the same thing you just said there where it's really this amazing interaction of now it's it's fans and people who want to kind of have a closer connection to the up and coming players for Minnesota United potential players or be part of the arc of the story of like who's going to make it who's not going to make it it's it's really going to be tough to figure out uh, and make sure that we continue to develop players from these models into the first team and so ultimately you know I, I think there's going to be a lot more growth over the next couple of years from a commercial side of people not only wanting that amazing experience on Saturday Night's Island Fields, which is completely different, where it's now, yes, they're going to be competitive. Yes, it's about winning on that day, but it's not all about winning that day. It's about the experience that we're trying to give whatever the cycle is. It could be our, some first-team players that need minutes or coming back from injuries, or it's second-team guys that are really up and coming, or it's some academy guys that we really want to get some professional minutes and see where they're at in their trajectory and development. So to me... Um, I, I really get excited about not where it is now. We, we've had so, some really good fan base coming up to watch the Tuesdays, but I think it's just going to be infectious over time that more and more people are going to want to be part of that story and to have that experience of a Tuesdays game up here with the nostalgia of what we've done in the past and to come up to our training facility, kind of see that connection, and then ultimately see great soccer uh, in a different way, not, not, not MLS, but the future of MLS. <laughs> Well, and I love that you say that because we had Fernando Adi last week and he was, you know, he's a coach of the 19s. And I, even during the GA cup, when that was going on, I, I remember sending the schedule and the streaming link and all that stuff to a lot of the parents on my daughter's team, because right. they all have sons and kids that are in that 13, 14, 15 age. And they don't even necessarily know that that's happening. And so yeah. it doesn't just have to be going to a Minnesota United first team game. You can go up to Blaine and watch an academy game. You can go yeah. and watch the 15, 17, whatever it might be. And and then maybe that that next step seems a little more reachable. It's not just about, you know, being a professional at the end of the day. It's the steps and the process to get there and what that takes and what that means to become that. Oh, yeah. No, it's really exciting. Like I said, I, I think um, the 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 excitement that we have at Allianz Field is, is like our cathedral. And I always say, up here at National Sports Center it is really where we have to go to work every day and roll up our sleeves and, and problem solve. And certainly the players, whether the academy kids are second team or first team, that's what they're doing every day. They're problem solving. And, and anybody coming up to, to kind of feel that and see the energy of trying to do that, it's it's a really cool moment for the club. And certainly I love uh, being a part of it. I'm humbled to, like, to, to be a part of all those channels and really try to grow and, and build something special for Minnesota soccer. 
Awesome. Well, thanks, Manny. I appreciate you taking the time. I know, you, like I said, I know you got a thousand different things going on and getting ready for no Dallas worries. this weekend. And pretty soon we're going to be in those midweek games. We're not U.S. Open Cup games, MLS games. So the schedule is only going to continue to get crazier. So I appreciate you taking the time. No, I like it. It's a big it's a big month for us. And obviously, um, you know, again, we, we're really excited for uh, where the team is. And we really expect uh, to build more. And, and uh, Sunday's a big game for us. So we're looking forward to it. Oh, gosh, is it Sunday? It's Sunday night, 8 p.m. Oh, yeah. I can't even keep track anymore. I just assume everything's on a Saturday these days, yeah. but make sure everybody, nobody shows up at Allianz <laughs> on Saturday. Show up on Sunday. Yeah. Sunday against FC Dallas, big game. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Manny. Stay tuned, everybody. Segment number two coming up with Cameron Knowles from MNUFC2. As the official healthcare provider of Minnesota United, Alina Health is focused on keeping our loons in top condition. And with expertise in orthopedics, sports medicine, heart care, and more, Alina has the team to keep your family in the game too. The experts at Alina Health take the time to get to know you as a whole person, helping you achieve wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. It's an altogether better kind of healthcare. Learn more at alinahealth.org. Welcome back, everybody, to segment number two of Sound of the Loons this week. I get uh, first we had Manny Lagos breaking down all things first team and U.S. Open Cup and a little bit on the Academy and MNUFC2 and all things Minnesota soccer, basically, because we just know that's what Manny does. But now I get to be joined by the head man of Minnesota United. I shouldn't say MNUFC2, twosies, as Aaron, our, our lovely PR person, likes to call you guys um, to, to kind of break it down. Cameron Knowles, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I know we literally, and you know what? You, you just broke down for me what your schedule has been like just today. And that didn't even include anything like family related, which I know I've seen your girls outside the booth when we, you know, did the game. So I know that's like a whole nother juggling process. I'm sure wife's a wonder woman, but uh, you know, that's just like what you have to do for work every day. So how has it been going and how pumped are you to eventually get back to home games? I know you've got a game against Austin on the road tomorrow. Yeah. By the way, it's funny you mentioned the family thing because it's my daughter's birthday today as well. So there you go. See? Um, yeah. There's always something, <laughs> but no, it's uh we're excited to, you know, get this last, home game and finish the home st- uh, sorry road game before we get to this you know first home game so you know six games on the road to start the year is is never easy i mean fortunately we had a good start with with the results and overall our performances and and whatnot have have been pretty good you know and hopefully we can finish it out with a good result in austin against you know a really tough team um top of the conference so it's it's not going to be easy but you just kind of get in that rhythm of being on the road, travel, the guys know what to expect. Um, and their attitude towards it has been fantastic. What has been your most favorite thing so far? I know it's early in the season, but year number two for you guys, what's been your most favorite thing, even just different from year one for the twos? Ah, uh, my, my favorite. I don't know. I think we've got a really good spirit within the team, you know, and that's not to say that we didn't last year, but it took time for us to get there last year. You know, there was no one knew anyone. The staff didn't know anyone. Um, and it took time for everyone to develop those relationships. So with a core group of players coming back with the staff returning, um, I just think that camaraderie w- within the group has been really good. And from, from the first game, you know, when we went to Salt Lake and, 
We integrated a lot of Academy guys in that. Um, I loved, by the way, I loved that post game video. Yeah. Like I watched it and you're like, and you got your first appearance. And know, you, it, was like, it was like, it was like, like the squad. <laughs> yeah. and you get a start, you get yeah. a car. And you get um, a... But it was, it was amazing. I mean, to this point this year, we've already played more Academy players than in the entirety of last season, you know, and I think that speaks one to the work that's being done in the Academy and, you know, Artie with the 19s and Amos overseeing that group now. And, um, but to the flexibility that we have within the team to be able to to bring guys in and, and be a bit more intentional about that. But it's been it's been good, you know, and they bring energy and excitement to the team. And um they've we've been able to add those guys in and have the level not drop. Um we've had a lot of first team players come down already this year as well, you know, particularly the game in St. Louis. So I think early on we've seen the benefit um of the second team to sort of help help bridge the gap up and down both ways. And you know, whoever's coming in, they just good attitude, good spirit, and the energy within the group has been really good. And it's crazy because I've talked to people across the board. You know, you speak of, of Fernando Adi. We talked to him last week. I've talked to some of the players that are academy or or twos. And then same with um, just being up at first team training a couple of weeks ago before Minnesota played Chicago. And they were raving about Rosales and how he stayed on in St. Louis and didn't miss a beat when he stayed with the twos just great attitude. So when you talk about these guys going up, coming down, whatever it might be, that whole like cohesiveness and just creating that culture and that positivity. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, and I think a lot of it is driven from the top down, you know, the, the first team, Adrian and the staff, they put a lot of emphasis on, you know, the value of this team and, and um, you know, that creates an expectation for guys to go down and to do well and to take it very seriously. It's not just a matter of, Hey, you go get your minutes. It's no, this is a game that it matters. Uh, to this club and it matters to to the, those teammates that are going to be your teammates for that 90 minutes and you need to give everything and so we've had that you know the buy-in from from the top down in the organization is just fantastic and it helps helps us you know when we get guys coming to us from the first team that are that are motivated and wanting to do well and then on the other side we get to see what we just saw in the open cup where you know one of our players um, is able to get involved and be in a game and a couple guys that are regulars with us get to play with the first team and have an impact in winning a really important open cup game. So it's, you know, it's just really exciting that we have that, that we have this and, you know, growing the club. You know, you talk about the culture and the chemistry of the team and how in year two it's, you've got that more um, because year one is just so new, but how important is it for that same group that's established this culture to weather some of these ups and downs together? Because you guys did start the season so well with the three wins. Then you hit a bit, little bit of a, a bump in the road with some losses. So having that leadership and that group that can kind of weather those ups and the downs because it is a long season. Yeah, it is a long season. And, and you know, even even the older, more experienced guys um, are still relatively inexperienced when you look at like, you know, the 30-year-old, 32-year-old first-team player that's already had 10, 15 years as career. So it's part of our job is to educate them on that. You know, the bigger picture one is, you know, week to week, we're not necessarily going to be defined by a result. We've got to look at some of the individual performances. We've got to look at collective moments in the game. The results are always going to be important to us because we're, we're competitors, no doubt. Um, but we've got to look at the bigger picture. And when we say, okay, five games on the road, nine points to date, um, while we're disappointed in, in losing the last two games, for sure, nine points out of five games on the road is, is a pretty good start. You know, and and if we can get something out of this next game, you know, in the balance of things, when you look back at the end of the season, that's you'd always say that that's good over the course of five, six, you know, games to start start a season on the road. 
What has it been like to see some of these guys um, sort of blossom? And I know, I don't know, maybe guys don't like that word, but you know, <laughs> like whether it's coming from the Academy and coming up with the twos and um, I, you know, talked to Leo Kane a couple of weeks ago. I've talked to Emmanuel Iwe. I've, I've, I've had these great conversations. Fernando Adi was fantastic. Um, you know, he said even uh, Zarek Valentin was given some of the 19, some dirt on him, which I thought was awesome. Like he just thought that was yeah. hilarious, but what has it been like to see some of these young guys blossom and, and succeed at the next level and continue to sort of push themselves? And there, is there any specific individuals that you could kind of point out or highlight? Um, to speak to the first part, you know, it's fantastic because you get to see more of their personality. You know, you, you get guys that might be on, on the outside looking in with the first team, but they're, a, you know, they're, they're a real key part of what we're doing here with the second team. And so that gets reflected in their personality and their leadership and they get an opportunity to, to be someone that they might not necessarily be with the first team. And on the other side of that, you get these guys, uh, and I'll be saying to Artie, man, this guy, I mean, he's pretty quiet. You know, he's like, quiet? He's quiet? Because you're getting a guy that's, you know, got a different role in, with the academy team, with the 19s, that then comes into our environment and still kind of softly feeling things out. And then the more that they're with us and the more that they get to participate, the more we see their personalities as well. So I think that's probably just the most enjoyable thing is you get to see how everyone fits into the group and um, how you see the, them start to show their personalities a little bit more and how that influences the uh, the culture of the team off the field, but also the performance on the field. Um, and I think that's really satisfying for us as a, as a staff. Any, any individuals? I mean, Aaron warned me that you don't like to point out individuals, but I, I that, you know, we need some names here. It's okay to highlight a couple guys here and there. It's we'll really the tough for me because we'll you start everybody. speaking about someone and they <laughs> feel like you've left someone out. And no, we have a really good group. We have a really good group. And a lot of different guys are, uh, bring a lot of different things to the table. And so we're just really happy with uh, with all of them. You know, what about anybody that has, you know, stepped up in a leadership role? You just said like some of these guys are still young. Even the guys that yeah. are seasoned for the, you know, twos are still young. They haven't experienced some of those highs and the lows. So was there any like surprise that was just like, wow, this guy has really come out of his shell this year. This guy has really stepped up in this moment. In every game, it could be someone different. Yeah, and it is it is different, you know, for us week to week, depending on the personnel we have too. Um, you know, we lean on some of the older guys, Diogo Diogo Pacheco, um, who's been the captain for the last couple of games, uh, CC Uche, you know, guys that are are a little bit older, but even guys, new guys coming in, Nick Richardson on a training day shows great leadership, you know, with his attitude and professionalism, even though it's his first year as a professional, but he's had four years in college, you know, that puts him in a That's different crazy. spot from like the 18, 19 year olds. Um, that we have with us on a daily basis. But then, you know, guys that are coming back, Fred has has been outstanding. And I think it's it's shown in the consistency of his performances. You know, um, Devin's another one that's come back and looks very different in terms of his overall, not just performance, but his, his personality and, and holding guys accountable and holding himself accountable in training and in games. Um, he's He's been a good one too. Luik even coming back in his first full professional season um, has made a lot of growth, but, you know, on and off the field. So I think there's just a number of guys and, and it does change week to week. We have, you know, our squad changes um, readily. So the, the biggest thing for us uh, is encouraging all the guys, you know, to have a role in that. It doesn't matter how, how old you are, how experienced you are. Everyone can help each other. And the more that we do that, the stronger the group gets. When you look at the season ahead and we talked about finally getting back home, 
and finally having that home feel and just the, the fact of not having to travel and deal with any of those issues and be in a hotel and everything like that. But on top of that, having the the energy of the stadium at NSC and the fan base and the support there, what's that going to be like for the guys? A lot of these guys, their first home game there. And what can you sort of drive home to people that'll be listening to this and, and what they can expect from the group and from the vibe and the connection with the team and the players, knowing that a lot of these people that come to these games, I mean, you know, I, I say this all the time, the whole concept of if you see it, you can be it. And it can start by going and watching Academy games. Then it can go, you know, you can maybe see yourself as an MNUFC too. And then you can maybe see yourself one day as, as a professional. So what can people expect from these games? Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully they can expect, you know, to see some young and, and exciting, entertaining um, players that will hopefully play a big role in, in the first team, you know. And, and on any given week, you might see guys that have been first team regulars, you know, whether that's guys coming back from injury or guys that just haven't got got regular minutes. But, you know, I, I think our, our team can play a really important role in, in exposing people to the club because with the success of the first team, and then you start seeing games sold out, sold out, sold out. That becomes a tougher ticket to get. And so for kids and families to have access to our games. And I mean, I live up here. I live, you know, a couple miles from from NSC. And I know how many kids there are up here. I know, you know, the the elementary schools that are all within a one-mile radius of the facility. And Twin Cities Rush that is right here on site. And there's, there's a ton of kids that play soccer. There's uh, a lot of families that are really invested in in the club. Uh, and also in their kids, you know, having a having a pathway in soccer. So if we can hopefully, you know, expose young kids, families to to that, give them their first taste of Minnesota United, and hopefully that inspires kids to keep playing and they see that pathway, they see that, oh man, if I get into the academy and they see the 17-year-old uh, that's now playing, the 18-year-old that's playing with the second team, they see the second team player that makes it to the first team. Of course, that that makes it all that more realistic and, and hopefully inspirational. Well, and you and I were talking before we started recording about you've played up at NFC in the past. You knew what that atmosphere was like when you would come as an opponent. So I know that they're they're really trying to drive home that connection to fans this year, whether it's an autograph, whether it's stuff on the field with the kids after the game. How important do you think that is for youngsters to have a connection to the players? And it's not always as easy with the first teamers at Allianz Field or other stadiums just logistically. But then to be able to do that and have that connection and for the players to have that connection. I mean, half these people coming to these games might have been like their neighbor down the street. I mean, talk yeah. about Fred Emmings and his pathway. You know, I mean, how important is that? Yeah, it's critical. I mean, I I think as a club, you know, that's that's one thing that Minnesota United does really well is that connection with the community and and the focus on that. That's, you know, one of the pillars of of the club and that community involvement from the first team level down. And for us to be able to be, you know, accessible uh, available, whether that's an autograph or that's taking time with some kids, whether it's going to a school or, you know, a camp or a clinic or whatever it is, those, those impressions all matter. Um, and the more that we can do of it, the better. And then that also in turn gets more people to the games and then that creates a better environment for the guys to play in as well. So it's, it's mutually beneficial. Um, we're, we're excited about the, the homes, you know, the home games and, and seeing more people out here, hopefully at NSC and, and hopefully putting a good product on the field that everyone's excited about and the, and proud of. Chronologically, I just realized that I didn't go really in great order here for this podcast because my brain is sort of like, a, you know, like trying to herd cats. But when you just were talking about the fluidity of academy, second team, first team, this, that, and whatever, we're all competitors. We want to win. 
how has he coached you manage that to have the, I mean, I know there is a continuity in the style, right. That everybody is at Minnesota United is trying to accomplish, but when there are so many different personalities and skill sets, tactically, how do you go into a game at Austin, not knowing maybe who's going to be up, down, who just came from the first team and, and whatnot? Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of it comes down to early communication, you know, and we're fortunate again with, with the first team of fantastic with this, you know, in the wake of their, their game where they've had a great result, come back, you know, and, and advance to the next round of the open cup, you know, within 20, 30 minutes of that game finishing, um, we're on the phone talking about who's going to be in for training the next day with us. And mind you, they're on their way to the airport for a flight right away and guys are getting in late and then saying, well, it's not going to be in training, but this guy will travel with you. And so that allows us to plan. And while it's not sitting there and having a week together, it's, it's, you know, more than enough notice to be able to say, okay, right. We're going to have these guys for the game. We're going to have these guys for training. And then that goes the same way for us with the Academy. You know, we might say, Hey, listen, we're going to take this guy. We won't take him. You'll have him for the 19s. But when we come back, we're going to need this guy for training. And and across the board, I think that's the strength of, of this club and the staff, um, you know, from the first team through to, through to the academy group that we have is just that communication early, often. We all share an office space. We see each other. We're on side-by-side -side training fields so that we know, you know, it's, it, we give ourselves the best chance to, to manage all those, all those moving pieces. Awesome. Well, thank you. I, I'm not going to let you off this thing though, without you giving a birthday shout out to your daughter. I know it's not going to come out on her birthday, but no. I feel like she, she deserves a birthday shout out, but we'll just have to make sure we do it for all your kiddos. Don't I know. No, exactly. See, right? single out okay. one kid and that's, that's it. Okay. I mean, but no, I, that's, that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with setting that standard because we all know like it takes a village, right? Especially when you work in sports and, and you're a coach and you're on the grind all the time. So you got to give a birthday shout out to your daughter and we'll make sure that we do it for every single one after that. Yeah, there you go. Happy birthday, Ella. Love you. I'm glad I'm here for your birthday. And I'll be back in time for your birthday party on the weekend. There you go. The important stuff for the cake yeah. and the ice cream. Just don't forget the cake exactly. and the ice cream. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Thanks, Cam. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're incredibly busy, so we always appreciate uh, catching up and having a chat about the twos and all things Minnesota United. Thank you. No worries. Thank you. All right, everybody, that does it for this week's Sound of the Loons. Stay tuned next week for episode, I think it's after week 10, match day week 10, although Minnesota United is one game behind with the bye. So we'll catch up next week. Have a great week, everybody.